Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Happy Monday! As always, I'm here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you're new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow because that way you won't miss out on any of our future episodes. And just in case the conscious part of your brain hasn't already registered this, this month, to be exact, the 24th and the 26th of July, myself and Lorna are hosting free webinars for you as a listener to this podcast to take part in. It will be an opportunity for you if you want to and dare to, to engage with myself and Lorna rather than we just sitting here and shouting a bunch of stuff at you. You can actually hop on and engage together with us. You don't have to, but you are more than welcome to talk to us during those two webinars. We are also going to cover a lot of information. So if, if you want to, you can just sit in and listen as well. And the four things that we're going to cover and focus on in those webinars are, first of all, people pleasing, second, perfectionism, after that, procrastination, and last but certainly not least, performing under pressure. To register, all you need to do is go to mindic.eu slash free event and pick the date and time that works best for you. So we're going to cover the same content in those two webinars on the 24th and on the 26th. But we decided to do two different dates, two different times to make sure that we can suit most of you, no matter where in the world that you are at. So go into mindic.eu slash free event. You'll find the link to that, as always, in the show notes and register your spot to this free webinar. With that out the way, let's dive into today's episode. I speak to a lot of writers who tell me that they struggle with motivation at times. So if you do too, know that you're certainly not alone. We all do from time to time. And going to, in this episode, dive into a lot about motivation. We're going to literally be dissecting motivation. And the first thing I want you to understand around motivation is that it's very unreliable. Motivation, it comes and goes, and it's dependent on a million different factors, such as your physical state, meaning how your body feels, which in turn is dependent on a lot of different other factors, such as how much sleep you've had, your nutrition, what you you've eaten, when you last ate, how much water you've been drinking. It's also dependent on the weather. I think we can all testify for the fact that the motivation to go out and ride your horse, if it's pouring down or it's freezing cold, it's going to be a lot less than if the weather was shining bright outside. It also depends on what time of the day it is, of course, depending whether you're a morning person or not. But most of us tend to have a lot more motivation early in the day rather than later in the day. Also depends on daylight. So just as with weather, the motivation tends to be a lot less if it's dark outside. It also can depend on other people, meaning... If you not only got yourself to rely on, you tend to be more motivated. So if there's someone else that is holding you accountable or someone else that is waiting for you to show up, if you go out running, for example, it's going to be much easier. You're going to have much more motivation if there's someone else who's out there doing it together with you. And so the list goes on. And rather than spending this whole episode listing up things that can influence your level of motivation, I think we can all conclude that motivation is fluctuating. And it's dependent on so many different things. 
So some of those factors will be inside of your control. Some of them will be outside of your control, which makes motivation overall just a very shitty thing to rely on when it comes to whether or not you're going to be hitting your goals. But still, I see so many riders out there allowing motivation to become the one most important factor in defining whether or not they will be hitting their goals. So if you were to take only one single thing from this episode, let it be this. If you rely on motivation to be hitting your goals, you won't get there. I'm going to say that again just to make sure that this really sticks. If you rely on motivation to be hitting your goals, you won't get there. You will not always feel like doing the things required to hit your goals. But guess what? You don't have to. All you need to do is get up, put one foot in front of the other, and before you know it, that action that you had absolutely no motivation to do will be done. Stop assigning so much importance to feeling motivated and just get on with it. Just take the action. Like Nike's slogan goes, just do it. I heard this thing on another podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I actually don't remember whether I've talked about this in another episode or not. But what they said was that you can't fake motivation. Either you take the action or you don't. And if you end up taking the action, that is proof that you did have sufficient motivation to do the thing. So stop worrying so much about it. Just take the action and let that be proof that you did have sufficient motivation to do it. It doesn't really matter whether you're sitting there on before and then overthinking, thinking, ah, oh, do I have enough motivation? Don't I have enough motivation? Do I have enough motivation? Do like It doesn't matter. Just stop overthinking it. Just freaking get up and get on with it. And there you go. You did the action. You had enough motivation. Now, the next thing I want to dive into when it comes to motivation is that motivation can also be replaced by habits. A habit is an automated pattern. So just to make sure that everyone knows what I'm talking about here, it's an automated pattern. It's something that's happening without you consciously having to think about it. A behavior that you execute without consciously having to think about it. You just do it. So for example, riding rising trot, it's not like you need to feel motivated to go up and down in the saddle. It's like your horse just starts trotting and you get on with it automatically. It's a habit. It's something that you just do. The subconscious part of your brain that is handling this. And this, dear friends, is something we can use to our advantage. So this is something that you can rely on if you are intentional with creating the right habits the habits that will help you take consistent action towards your goals. So the first thing is obviously to define your key habits, the things you will train yourself to just do. And I call this your personal standards, your non-negotiables, the thing where there will be no discussion whether or not you're going to do it. There will be no space at all to start debating with your inner voice about it. The things that are simply part of who you are and what you do on a daily or weekly basis. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples here. I happen to have quite a lot of them because we literally did the exercise of defining your personal standards yesterday in the PEP program. So for those of you who don't know the PEP program, this is the Positive Equestrian Performance Program. This is the group coaching program that myself and Lorna offer to all kinds of riders. But the only thing that's really important is if you want to be part of this, you got to be very driven and very focused and you really got to be committed to hitting your goals. 
But yesterday, so we had a call with all the members in there and we were talking about setting and defining personal standards. And there were a lot of stuff that popped up, some of the more usual stuff, let's say, probably the things that you guys are thinking about right now. So like riding Cavalettis once per week, exercising two times per week, going out running two times per week, drinking two liters of water every day. But there were also some very creative ideas. And I'm going to tell you guys my personal favorite. It was one of our members. She came up with this brilliant idea of only worrying for five minutes a day. So she's been a really worried rider in the past. And now she's come up with this standard for herself that I only worry within those five minutes. That's it. I, I can do all the worrying I want within those five minutes. But for the rest of the day, it's off topic. Like, <laughs> So this is just like a standard that she has defined for herself. And this is something that she has defined. This is who I am and this is what I'm going to do going forward. There's no discussion about it. So as you can tell, there are a lot of different kinds of standards that you can define for yourself. But the most important thing is that you sit down and you have some thought about this and that you execute them consistently. So in the beginning, it, you know, some people say it takes 21 days to define a new habit. Some people say 60 days, 66 days. I don't think there really is a number. It depends what kind of habit it is. It defines what kind of person you are. But fact is that you need to get very, very clear on what your standards are. And then you need to make sure that you really execute them consistently in the beginning. But once you've managed to turn those standards of yours into habits and made it something that's non-negotiable, made it something that you just do, you don't even think about it, like flossing your teeth, like that's something that I wasn't doing in the past, but I made it one of my standards. And now I don't even think about it. It just happens. Like my body starts flossing my teeth without I actually having to like start a discussion in the first place. So define your standards and then start executing consistently for a number of days and then it will become a habit and then you won't even need motivation to do those things. Right. Third thing that I want to talk about when it comes to motivation is mistaking procrastination for a lack of motivation. So when you seemingly can't make yourself do something and you end up procrastinating it, if you are like most of us, you'll end up labeling this as a lack of motivation. While actually the root cause of procrastination is more often than not related to a fear or a discomfort. So in this sense, a lack of motivation is simply being used as a mask for your fear or feeling of discomfort. It's simply a way to make yourself and your ego feel better about not doing the thing. It's easier to say that you simply aren't motivated than admitting that you actually are afraid. So I'm going to take an example here to make it a little bit more clear what I mean. So let's say, for example, that you continue to talk about that show jumping competition that you'd want to be going to. And you keep on talking about it and you tell people month after month that this month you will be doing it. But somehow you find yourself at the end of each month not having gone. And while reflecting upon it, if you reflect upon it, that's really, really good. If you reflect on it, while you reflect upon it, you tell yourself, yeah, well, it's because I didn't feel motivated to train for it. You ended up procrastinating most of your lessons and now you tell yourself it's because you lacked motivation. I'm guessing some of you guys will recognize yourself here. Now, in most cases, what will be the thing, though, is not that you had a lack of motivation. The real cause was probably an underlying fear, a fear of jumping, a fear of falling off, a fear of failure, a fear of what other people would think of you if you made a mistake, a fear of actually giving it your all in training and still put down a bad result on the show day. 
So rather to having to go through all that, that sounds like mm, not a very nice, nice experience. Trust me, it's a lot easier to just procrastinate your trainings and write it off as a lack of motivation. So if this is you, then I hope that this episode leads to some kind of realization for you, a realization that it's time to stop blaming the fact that you're not hitting your goals on a lack of motivation and accept the fact that unless you identify and find a way to deal with your fears, another year will pass by and you will not have gotten a single step closer to your goals. Good news though is that myself and Lorna have made it extremely easy for you to start working on your fears by organizing those two absolutely free webinars. The first one will be on the 24th of July and the second on the 26th of July. They will cover the same content, namely the four things we see holding back a lot of writers being procrastination, like we talked about in this episode, perfectionism, people-pleasing, and last but certainly not least, performing under pressure. In order to attend, all you need to do is go in and register on mindic.eu slash free event. And as always, the link is also available in the notes of this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you have a friend who struggles with motivation or needs some extra supporter, make sure you share it with them. Take a couple of seconds out of your busy day, put that share button on and send it to them in a message and just say, hi, I heard this episode. I think you'd love it too. That's all you need to do. And that way you can be the one thing helping your friend to de-block whatever they're dealing with. And you can be the one thing that's helping them progress in their writing going forward. Pretty awesome feeling, if you ask me. And as always, I'm going to finish this episode off with challenging you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. May your next move be the game changer. See you on the next Magical Monday. 